is here. And of course, we have a lot to cover. So please get your notes out. We're going to jump into where we were on Sunday, dig deeper into the Word. So let's pray and we'll get started. Lord, thank you for tonight. Thank you for your grace and mercy. Thank you, God, for your presence that dwells among us and giving us access to your kingdom. Thank you, God, for continuing to be patient with us in spite of us. Lord, tonight, speak to our hearts, Holy Spirit. Allow us to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. We are going to dig into the Word of the Lord. And we have, we started talking on Sunday about how our problem needs a word. And this all goes with the premise that nothing is too hard for the Lord. So can we, as a declaration tonight, say that please? Say nothing, nothing. is too hard, it's too hard. For, the Lord. for the Lord. Again, nothing, nothing. is too hard, too hard. For, the Lord. for the Lord. All right, so I need us all, y'all know I'm always having y'all write something down. Um, please be mindful of what you have thought was too hard prior to tonight. Anything that you thought, okay, Lord, you can't do this, that's a lie. Nothing is too hard for him. Amen? Amen? All right, so we're going to jump into Mark 11, and I'm going to do two verses first. Mark 11, verse, start at verse 20. Start at verse 20. Are we there? Can you see the story? My head's in the way. Is that better? As they were passing by in the morning, they saw a fig tree withered from the roots up. Being reminded, Peter said to him, Sorry, being reminded, Peter said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered. And Jesus answered, saying to them, Have Faith in God. Y'all see that? So be mindful that walking, everybody basically says, all theologians say that they were probably on top of the Mount of Olives and they're having this conversation. They come by this fig tree. They have walked by this fig tree before. And when they come by the fig tree, Peter's like, hey, there's the fig tree. The one that you that you curse. And the fig tree is withered. And I found Jesus' response to be very, very interesting. Because Peter seemed to just be kind of marveling at the tree. It's withered. Jesus' response, have faith in God. So he pointed them back to faith. Why? Because faith was a lesson. This whole lesson of the victory is something that Jesus had already taught him. And it really brings us really to my first point. Look, if we go backwards in the text, look at Mark 11, 12. Mark 11, 12. On the next day, when they had left Bethany, he became hungry. Seeing this is a fig tree in leaf, he went to see if perhaps he would find anything on it. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. He said to it, 
May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples were what? Alright. So again, when he saw this tree, later on, Peter walks up to it, says, hey, Jesus, there's the fig tree that you cursed. Jesus says, have faith in God. Why? I've already said something to this tree. You shouldn't be surprised. Are y'all following where I'm going here? This is really what Jesus is saying. I don't understand why you're surprised that what I said worked. I have a problem that you're marveling over something that's normal. Okay. So he points them back to faith. And here's my question right at the beginning of this. What word have you not taken to heart? What do you mean, Bishop? He said to it, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples were what? <laughs> Romans says, faith cometh by yeah. hearing by the word. Okay, so they're there. They heard the word. And all of a sudden, they're walking by. And apparently, they're still astonished. That means that they had received the word that they did not take the heart. How many times has God shown his hand in your life? And the very next time something came around, you was like, I don't know how we're going to do this, Lord. Anybody yeah. never been How many times has God worked, worked it out, made a way out of no way, worked a miracle on your behalf, and then yet again, don't even have to be a long time, something else comes around, and for many of us, the same thing comes around. Amen. And then we sit up there going, I just don't know. God, oh Lord, Jesus, my Lord. Lord's like, how many times do I got to do this? And watch, let's go further. How many times do I have to curse the fig tree in your face? It's not even like you heard about it. His disciples were listening. You heard what I said. You now see the effects. I'm trying to figure out why you're so confused that I got power. So how many words, how many opportunities, how many tests, how many victories have we seen, and yet and still, when that thing came back around, we were confused. Does that ever happen to anybody with me? Alright, and so we start there. So what word have you not taken to heart? Now let's go back to verse 23 here. Truly I say to you, I'm trying to get you to start speaking a word to your problem. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain be taken up and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes that what he says is going to happen, it will be granted him. Let's really pay attention to this verse. Truly I say to you, whoever says to, say says to. Look at these words right here. Truly I say to you, whoever says to. What are we talking to? Huh? What are we talking to? The mountain. Whoever says to the mountain. What are we talking to? Okay, now, 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 now let's pay attention because when we're in trouble, he says here, whoever says to the mountain, here's the way that God gave it to us, gave it to me. Many of us are speaking to everything and everyone but the mountain. 
day when they had left Bethany, he became hungry, seeing at a distance a big tree in leaf. He went to see if perhaps he would find anything on it. What does it refer to? Thank you. And when he came to it, what does it refer to? Thank you. He found nothing but leaves for it. What does it refer to? Was not the season for figs. He said to what? It. What does it refer to? He didn't talk to nobody else but the thing that was the problem. He directed his attention to the problem. He didn't turn around and say nothing to the disciples. Too many of us are talking to people that don't matter. You're not even addressing the issue. Well, I don't understand why this won't change. Because you haven't spoken a word to it. You've talked about it. Amen. You might have even prayed about it. But you haven't directed a word to it yet. It hasn't moved on y'all. Alright, I got a dog. He's little, but he feel like he, he, he acts like he's huge. So my dog, he's a Corby Sean. He's a Corby the Bishon Freeze mix, right? And, and I swear he thinks that he is like a great name. And so my, little man, little dude, little spot, little, little son. His name, his name is Flea. That's what we call him. His full name is Fleetwood Cookie. <laughs> Somebody don't catch the reference. That's why I'm free with it. That's my dog. That's my dog's name. Fleetwood. Cool. That's right. So we call him Fleet. Fleet. Tail wagon. Come here, Fleet. Watch. Why does he do what I say? Right? 
should be governed by the senses of the kingdom, not governed by the senses of, of the natural. I should be governed, my behavior should be, be governed by spiritual sense, not worldly sense. So I can't allow emotions like happy, sad, anger, I can't allow them to govern me. They're fickle. Emotions are fickle. They're terrible leaders. It's okay to embrace an emotion when it's in its proper place, but it's terrible to allow emotion to govern you. Therefore, when a trouble comes, I don't want to be emotional. Amen. So the first thing is stabilize your emotions. Number two, identify the true adversary. Identify the true adversary. Again, our text. Truly I say to you, whoever says it is what? Thank you. Identify the true adversary. Ephesians 6, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, right? Right? Identify the true adversary. What am I dealing with? Don't identify what you think. You gotta get to the true adversary. So I'm not stabilized. Anybody ever accuse somebody in your house of taking your stuff that you find it? That never happened to nobody. Y'all want to tell the truth. Y'all want to talk to people. Y'all I mean, you going through the whole house. I know somebody took my stuff. No, no. I mean, you go to eat. Somebody took my stuff. So I put it right here. I put it right here. I put it right here. I know where it is. Because I ain't lose it. I ain't lose my stuff. I ain't lose it. I put it right here. And then all of a sudden, you find it in your purse. Then mess around and say something like, Somebody put this in my purse. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I told you number one is do what? Stabilize your emotions. Number two, after I stabilize my emotions, after I stabilize my emotions, after I've stabilized my emotions, then I can identify my adversary. Because if I identify my adversary before I stabilize my emotions, I might pick the wrong adversary. Right? Okay? Now I can see what I'm working with. What, what, what am I working with? What, what am I dealing with here? Amen. Mess around. You done tow up something. It wasn't even the problem. It's the real issue. Some of us right now are crying over something that wasn't broke. Because you haven't identified the proper adversary. Which means I'm ignoring the mountain while I'm speaking to the disciples. Here's the thing. The word is a principle. Watch. The word is a principle. What I speak to will move. Okay? Let's go back to my dog. My dog made me sleep, right? If there was another dog in the same room named Jack, and I won't sleep to move, and I yell Jack, Jack's going to move. I didn't want Jack to move. Jack moved because I called his name. Yeah, you with what I'm saying? So some of us are actually moving the wrong thing because the word is going to do what the word is supposed to do. Does this make sense? So number one is what? Number two is what? Here's number three. Eliminate the point of entry. Eliminate the point of entry. You got to do these in order, y'all. Eliminate the point of entry. I stabilize my emotions so I can see and hear correctly. Then I can identify my adversary, the right adversary, after I have stabilized my emotions so I don't mess around and eliminate the thing I'm supposed to keep. Right? Mm -hmm. Amen? 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 Like when you're so mad that you're so cluttered that you mess around and throw away your favorite pair of shoes. Mm 
That's all right. Y'all don't do none of this stuff like this. You're just mad. Just start throwing away stuff. And then four weeks later, when you're about to put on that outfit, you're like, I know I had a pair of shoes. No, you threw them away. You threw them away because in the midst of your frustration, you didn't pay attention to what you were eliminating. And now all of a sudden you have figured out that you wanted to actually keep something, but your emotional instability caused you to eliminate what you should have kept. This is what happens when you start messing around and hurting friends when you should have been speaking to foes. It's all right. It's all right. So now I'm going to eliminate the point of entry. I got to do it in order. I, I understand. I got to stabilize my emotions, identify my adversary. Now I can say, how did this even get in here in the first place? I got to do it in order, though. Then I can close the point of entry so that the problem doesn't reoccur. Amen? Amen? All right. So whoever says to the mountain, be taken up, cast into the sea, and does not what? Yeah. Does not doubt where? Yeah. Thank you. Does not doubt in his heart. Write this down. Doubt takes hold of your character. Write that, please. Doubt takes hold of your character. Notice that the scripture doesn't say does not doubt in his mind. It says does not doubt in your heart. The heart right there is the seat of your will and your emotions. It is the character of a man. So when doubt comes into your life, amen, when doubt comes into your life, I'll give you a definition in a minute, doubt takes control of who you are. That's what your character is. Your whole identity will be, be, will be identified by doubt. You can't just doubt one thing. Remember, a double-minded man is unstable where? Thank you. Here's the definition of doubt. Doubt. To pause or hold back in uncertainty or unwillingness. To pause or hold back in uncertainty or unwillingness. Y'all need it again? Yes. Yes. To pause or to hold back in uncertainty or unwillingness. Let me give you a synonym. Hesitation. Uh-oh. Hesitation, please write this, is not always wisdom. Sometimes hesitation is actually fear. Some of us think that our hesitation is being cautious and wise. Some of your hesitation is being stubborn and fearful. Which one's what you want? Hesitation is not, is not always wisdom. Sometimes hesitation is fear. Some of us think we're wise, be cautious. Go wait and see. See what's going on. Go wait and see. Do some more research. Pay attention. Or you misappropriate my Angelou. Or somebody show you who they are. <laughs> Believe them. Misappropriate. Right? But the truth is, for many of us, your hesitation is actually stubbornness because you don't want to do what God said. Your hesitation is actually fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear. Fear right there in that text in Timothy is timidity. God didn't make you timid. We as people of God can't be timid. 
Sometimes, yes, God wants you to take your time, be patient. But patience and hesitation are not the same thing. Patience is, watch this, methodical movement, being ready to move when you're supposed to. Patience is about, all right, I don't have to rush. Hesitation is stagnation. It's two different things. Some of us have actually redefined hesitation and said we've been patient. No, you're not. Hesitation and patience are not the same. Amen. Give yourself all type of arbitrary, I'll do it when I do this. Or when this gets together, then I'll do it. Or when I get this much money. Then you got that much money. Then you walk them out. Amen. I'm going to do it in January. I'm in February. I'm in March. I'm in second quarter. I'm in fourth quarter. We're going to wait till after New Year's. Amen. Amen. Well, I told you to do it 10 years ago. You 10 years late waiting for a day to feel good to you. As soon as I get $100, as soon as I get $100, I'm going to, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. As soon as I get $100. And then you at 99 and you find a deal that you need to spend 50 on. <laughs> Looking for stuff. Looking for a reason. Amen. Amen. So the scripture says, don't doubt in your heart. Write this. Hesitation robs your progress. Hesitation opens the door to the spirit called stagnation. It robs you. I want you right now, as you guys are writing that down, hesitation robs you of progress. Think of the thing that you should have already done. Mm. I'll give you another word for hesitation, since y'all seem to not like that word. I'll give you a better one. Procrastination. Mm. I'll get to it tomorrow. Mm. Procrastination Actually, watch this, is the mask that disorder wears. Oh, we teach you. When your life is out of order, it will put on the mask called procrastination. So you really don't have to deal with the true problem, which is you don't have discipline. Why did you? Why did you choose? That's what fasting does. Don't make it more spooky than it is. 
How long are you going to get stuck not making decisions? That was his question. He's talking to a group of people who were trying to decide. Look what he says. If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. People didn't answer any word. Basically, he says, you're a double-minded man, unstable in all your ways. One day, Baal is God. The next minute, God is God. Amen. Make a decision. You gonna follow Baal? Just don't follow him. It's for me too. Go and follow him. But stop telling people that you follow God, but you really follow Baal. How long are you going to hesitate? How long are you going to be stuck right there? Amen. Here's my thing. Remember the first time I heard Pastor Jay say this? She was like, people do know that ain't nobody forcing them to be saved, right? right. <laughs> and that thing hit me because she says, if you're not going to be saved, just stop telling people you are. Right. You give it a bad impression. Either you're going to be saved or not. If we're going to be saved, live saved, walk saved, talk saved. And when you not do, when you do something that's not saved, repent. Don't justify. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm passionate. Stop justifying the fact that you sin. Talk about, you know, in 2019, we need to reinterpret the text. No, we don't. No, we don't. Because watch this. Watch this. If we had it so wrong, why are we seeing fewer miracles, less power now than we did then when they were praying and fasting and laying before their face? Folks was, come on now, the miraculous was flowing then, Azusa Street, the miraculous was flowing then, now all of a sudden we got 100,000 square feet and no Jesus. No power, no miracles, no signs, no wonders. They had dirt floors and a mourner's bench and folks was getting delivered. So don't tell me this stuff has changed. Because if, if, if you look at the fruit, you know a tree by its fruit. Huh? Fruit. fruit. By its, watch this, I'll give you another word for fruit. By its product. I determine a tree by what it produces. So I would say that many of us that call ourselves the church aren't producing what the church should produce. To, to, I'll take it further. I'm a believer. Well, believers have a product. According to Mark 16, these signs are supposed to be following them that believe. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That's a product. It's a fruit of the believer. Amen. Here's why I got free. When the Lord said, it's a fruit of belief, not going to church. You can go to church and not have that fruit, but you can't truly believe in that. Amen. All right. This is making sense to anybody. Let's go back to Mark. Truly I say to you, verse 23, where it says to this mountain be taken up and cast into the sea, does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says is going to happen, it will be granted him. You'll see that. Now I gotta show y'all something about who has an NASB? Bible. Regular NASB? Anybody else NASB? NASB? Alright. In your NASB Bible, the word granted, is it a telescope? It is a telescope. Okay. In, in, in most translations, 
and italicized word means that that word has been added for our understanding. That's why they italicize it. So that there's no confusion about what the original text says, because the Bible is not the translation. The Bible is the Hebrew and the Greek. For our slides, we notice that it's bolded to give that same, because it's just easier to see, okay? But the word granted is not in the Greek. That makes things real interesting. Because remember, doubt in your what? Heart. I said your heart is your character, right? So doubt takes residence in your identity. Watch. But believe what he says is going to happen. It will be him. Still in college. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast in the sea, does not doubt in his heart, but believe that what he says is going to happen. It will be him. Still in college. What I say, I become. My words start identifying me. Did y'all catch that? When I believe right, my words change my character. I am now identified by what's coming out of my mouth. It will be him. The granted is just so that we can understand that I'm receiving what I said. But the truth is that the true transformation takes place in me. My words, see this is why people get all freaked out. Oh, this new age is mind over matter. It's name and claim it. No, 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 no. This is about transformation of me. When I speak, I'm transformed. Amen. Jesus wasn't trying to get them to yell at mountains. He was trying to get them to speak to whatever was the hard thing. And he said, and when you do that, what comes out of your mouth, when you eliminate doubt in your character, you're transformed. You start receiving stuff. And you're receiving it because you're different. Okay, watch it. Okay, let me go down this road. Let me go down this road. It's practical as I can. Uh, anybody want to get out of debt in the room? Anybody want to get out of debt? Somebody want to tell the truth. Okay, I got some want to get out of debt. Okay, so... The name and claiming movement says it like this. You just stop claiming money coming. That's what it said. To me, now, I wish I would talk to my natural father like that. But that's not what this verse will do. So I start speaking to the mountain of death. What am I speaking to? The word of the Lord. But the word of the Lord contains stewardship. Y'all with me? Speaking to it, I start changing. 
could say like this. This is why arrogance falls. Because everybody is praying. Not just one person. Call on God. And so the Bible says, therefore I say to you, all things. Somebody, I know, I know, I know. Some of y'all like, y'all, come on, bishop, move quicker, move quicker. No, 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 no. Listen, listen, listen. As a leader, I can't move you beyond your capacity to understand the information. You know why? Because many of you, if I would have put up a sign-up sheet in January, would have signed up. Amen. Amen. 
When war break out, it ain't like that. Like, Woo! We better hurry up. Learn how to shoot this here. Rifles. I ain't never shot a rifle in a day in my life. But the war. I'm about to get shipped out any minute now. Or better yet, you shoot at me. What is clipped on? Do. 
bless me. <laughs> I did something you wouldn't do. Now I can do something you can't do. And you mad. Kobe Bryant said the same thing. They asked Kobe Bryant, they said, how is it that you're able to do what you do? He said, because I put in the time that the new guys want. He said, when they're still sleeping, I'm already at the gym. By the time they get their first workout in, I've already had two. By the time they recover and they go into their second workout, I've recovered and I've had my third. And watch this. He said, and by the time they figure out what I'm doing, I'm so far ahead of them, they'll never catch up. That's exactly what he said. It was an interview between him and Nike. He said, by the time the new guys figure out how hard I'm working, even if they put what I do in place, I've been doing it so much longer than them, they can never catch me. Are y'all with me? Some of us, watch this, are feeling inferior to people, but we won't even ask them, what are you doing? And if they told us, we won't apply it. Ninety plus percent of people who have asked me how I study won't do it. And that's the truth. You know what, you know what I hear? Bishop, how do you study? What do you do? Here's what I do. They go, whoo, that's too much. <laughs> <laughs> you read all that? But that one word. <laughs> And how about you bought all that books? But then you get mad at the person walking in what you supposed to walk in, but you won't behave the way they behave. You're literally jealous of the person God sent you as a blueprint for your own home. Your admiration, I'm all. Your admiration has turned into jealousy. We are right. All things for which you pray, ask, believe that you have received them, and they will be granted you. Now take the word granted out again. Do it again. Believe that you have received them, and they will be you. Should be a talisman text again. When I say believe that you have received them and they will be you, it's important because watch this. When I speak a word to my problem, it changes my state. Say, I want to be different. Say again, I want to be different. One more time. Say, I want to be different. Now watch. Some people have problems saying that because they think they're fine the way they are. But being different is about increase. I'm going to show you one more text, and I'm going to be done. We know this text, but I need you to understand we're trying to change our state. Change your state. Change your state. Okay, light switch. I'll give you this example, then we'll read the last text. Light switch. The light switch has two states. Off, on. It requires a behavior for the state to be changed. It requires an external action for the state of the light switch to be changed. Both states exist. The state of the light switch is not in the light switch's control. The external force can change its state. You with me here? Mm -hmm. 
Here's the power of God. A word can change our state. When I speak a word, what I'm trying to go for is I want the state of my circumstance to change. I have the, the external strength to change the state of my circumstance. You got to believe that, though. You got to believe that. You got to believe I can change the state of my circumstance. Think about it. Again, I talk about debt. I talk about health. But you, got, you have to change the state of your circumstance. Whatever health goals you want, you got to change the state. And Alina works at the Y. And I tell you, I guarantee this. I used to be on the board at the Y. I guarantee you this. January 1st is when they have the massive sign-ups of Y memberships. By January 31st, you don't see the people no more. They're literally bringing extra staff because they know it's about to go down at that front desk. By January 31st, we ain't seen Because the discipline didn't stick to change your state. Now you're talking about the devil busy and you don't feel good. <laughs> but you always had the strength to change your state. You got to put the behaviors in place for your state to change. You want to know more of the word? Change your state. You want to get deeper in God? Change your state. You want to hear more of his voice? Change your state. That's faith in words. I got to believe that I change my state. I got to do the external action that is required to change the light switch. The light switch contains both states. You got to do something though. Amen. When walk in power, you want to walk in authority? Change your state. You want your finances to reverse? Change your state. Some of that might mean I got too much stuff. See, that's when, that's when stuff starts getting uncomfortable. Stop buying that. You didn't need that. Pack your lunch. See, you got quiet. All of a sudden, everybody, bottom lip with that tucked. Because, <laughs> see, watch this. Many of us want, I don't know why you got me in finance tonight. We, got, we want financial security without spiritual discipline. What we're really asking God is, God, finance my poor behavior. <laughs> Don't change my, my behavior. Don't change my spending habits. Just give me enough money to keep being a bad student. Don't change nothing, God. Don't do that. I still want to be able to blow money. Don't make me a better student. I still don't want to give you nothing. I still don't want to give to the poor. I still don't want to be a blessing to my, to my brothers and sisters in Christ. I don't want none of that. What I do want is enough money to maintain my current state of poor stewardship. Since I won't wash my car, Lord, give me enough money to take it to somebody else. Since I'm going to cut my own grass, give me enough money to have somebody else cut it. the Lord. Woo. Amen. Every increase requires an increase of stewardship. Every increase requires an increase of stewardship. Every, and I'm not even talking about just increase of house or increase of, of car. Increase of responsibility requires an increase of stewardship. Yes. The stewardship of me being 
Watch this. Going from overseer to bishop. Lord Jesus. Going from bishop to presider. Good God Almighty. Amen. Make sense to anybody. Gotta change the state. This is my last verse. Y'all know this one. Y'all learned it tonight. Y'all seem frustrated. You seem frustrated, I don't know. I didn't do nothing. Being alive. 
So either I can kill a thing or bring life to a thing with my mouth. And whatever I do, I have to eat. They that love it, the fruit they love. If I bring a state of death, death becomes the consumable. Bring a state of life, life becomes my consumable. I choose. I decide by what I say. Do you complain all day? Have a, have a plate full of wants? Or you can speak a word to your problems and bring life to that thing. You can be like the Shunammite. It is well. Some of us, that wouldn't have been how you was going. No, you would come out there. Can y'all believe this boy did that? This boy did that. This boy is dead. Y'all better hurry up and sign up this horse because this boy is dead. As soon as you see Gehazi, you would have you been cussing Gehazi out from the horse. <laughs> from the horse. Wouldn't even get off the horse. You cussing Gehazi out when you see him. Huh? No. Blanket and blank, man. Blanket and blank, blanket and blank. You would have been cussing him and everybody could take it to him out. Boy is dead, boy is dead. Instead, when the children are going to say, hey, John, he's like, what's wrong? I was like, I refuse to allow my mouth to speak something. What are you saying about your own circumstance? I'm never going to make it out of this. It ain't going to never give me a better. Hey, man. I can't fix this. It's too hard. It's too big. But is there anything? Come on, y'all. Is there anything too hard for the world? No. Nothing. Nothing's too hard for the Lord. It ain't that the Lord's like, ooh, this is a rough one. Whew. I don't know if he's going to take it. That's not the way the Lord is. Amen. We ain't crossing the Red Sea. Think about that. Down there, I remember being in my undergrad, and uh, one of my professors might have been Angela Anson Kapsman, I love her. And she, she told me that archaeologists don't believe that it's the Red Sea. I remember, oh, I remember that yesterday. It wasn't the Red Sea. It was the Reed Sea. And you know, it's so close in the Hebrew, it's kind of got it messed up. It's the Reed Sea. Watch. They try to shake my faith, right? Shake my faith. And they said, you know, the Reed Sea, it's, it's real shallow. It's a little shallow body of water. It only comes up to about your knees. And because of where it sits, every once in a while, it has been known that wind will come and part the water. It's actually a known phenomenon that the wind, because it's so shallow, can part the water. I'm listening, still to the class. Oh, excuse me, excuse me. Yes, Robert, you have a question? Wouldn't that make it more of a miracle? Because you ain't gonna change my faith. She said, Well, what do you mean? Well, that would mean that a whole horse and a whole army drowned. And like two feet of water. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm cool. I mean, if that's the way you want to tell the story, I'll take that one. Because it don't make me no difference. Red, 
thank you for who you are and what you do. Thank you for challenging us, even troubling us at times. Thank you for showing us ourselves, showing us how far we are from you, yet how close you are to us. <laughs> thank you. Now God, allow us to go back, take this word, hide it in our heart that we may not sin against you. To allow this word to keep our way. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Mr. Pastor.